Welcome back to the Paradox Cultural Podcast. We're here today with another great episode in Season 5, episode number 2. And we're calling this episode Connecting with God. It's going to be a great ex- episode to talk through how we connect with our Holy Father. And before we do that, I want to welcome in Philip Blancardi, our host. Sup, sup, sup. Co-host. Always here running the the digital equipment, trying to make us sound good. <laughs> yeah, there's no way you're figuring it out. Yeah, you know, you got <laughs> just the level. So still working on that. And guess what, everyone? We are still, all the truckers in Canada have all our equipment on it. That's true. You know, supply chain. Still don't have our great new mics, which we're waiting on. So we're ha- super excited about. But anyway, we're going to power through. We're going to endure. We're going to crush this with inferior equipment, just like we <laughs> have been in the past. So you guys, our audience is great. Man, we got some great feedback, Philip, from the last episodes. Oh last yeah? episode. Not episodes, plural. Singular episode. Just one. Yeah. Yeah, I got they some like great. They like the dad jokes? They like the dad jokes. Really? They in fact, I got some comments, negative, some shade thrown at me about how bad mine were. Yours were pretty bad. But they also, it's what they loved about it. Although sometimes bad jokes are good. Are naturally funny. Right. So I think we got, we're got we on to something. I think the audience likes this. Hopefully, uh, if you do like it or have a dad joke you'd like to share with us, you can always post that on our Instagram page or... Yeah, and yeah, and put it on social media because don't just text Trent because you give him ammunition. That's right. We'll I see how good. Text, well, though. you needed it this week. Maybe I you did. can make me laugh. I've got you this week. I'm bringing the A game for right, sure. We'll see. So uh, anyway, got good feedback from last episode, and not just about the dad jokes, but about you know excited for the, the new rebrand. Uh, we're getting closer to that, and um, yeah, so a lot of great things happening. But as always, we do warm up, get us in the flow, get us in the flow of the conversation, and we're going to do that with some awesome dad jokes. So Trent needed a second round. Here he we felt, go. He felt upset. I think we're going to stay with this. I think this is a niche people are going to enjoy for a minute. Okay. So we'll see. Well, not if, so you're, how not, this week not if you're not funny. See, <laughs> see how this episode <laughs> goes. This episode drops, and I get more hate mail, <laughs> then we're killing it. All right. I gotta Here we go. Dad jokes. Now, last time, you went first. Yeah, so you got to go first this time. So I got to go first this week. Yeah. Okay. See if that gives you an edge. It probably will. Because we'll Philip has already got smiles on his face. I do. I'm, so I'm he's already a, dead. I'm in a very laughable mood right now. So. Here we go. Most Ready? of them I'm laughing at mine. They're probably going to end up being lame this week. Watch. I hope so. <laughs> All right, here we go. Points. Milkshake bet still on the table. Um, You beat me last week. So round one goes to Philip. So I someone got my milkshake. Here we go. Mm. All right. What do you call an American bee? An American bee. I don't know. USB. Oh man, I, was, I almost got you. That was close. <laughs> that was close. All right. <clears throat> What do you call it when two chips fall in love? I don't know. A relation dip. Yeah. No, that's 
That's, that's I, th- I thought your love for chips and dip would get you on that one. Nah. I thought I'd start there. Oh, all right. Here we go. <sighs> what is the fastest growing country? I don't know. Ireland. It's always Dublin. Mm, that was a good one. You know what made me laugh was you're laughing at your own joke. Look at you. That's a point for me. Just <laughs> that's good. That's a good just one. Wanna, you know what made me laugh was the your other your prototype that from last week that made me laugh a lot. Which one? Your your uh, spoken language one. <laughs> you got me. Yeah, I was thinking about that. That's why I was almost laughing. Oh. Not because of Dublin. That's pretty good, though. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, what did the hammer say to his homeboys? You nailed it. What? You got that? Wow. You ruined my joke. I nailed it. Your deli- You need to work on your delivery, though. I do? Yeah. Nailed uh, it. That's how you uh, got to do it right there. That, that would have been better. Yeah. You actually, it, honestly, if you had done that. You would have laughed. I would have laughed. <laughs> I was prepared to laugh. Uh, at my own joke. All right, here we go. You're going to love this one. Okay. Do not touch must be the most unsettling thing when someone reads it in Braille. Clever. He's almost done for Clever. L- I feel like it's going off of your last one again. What? The one from last week that you had, the, the trial one that you put on me, the spoken language one. I know, but that one's pretty good. Yeah, not as good as the other one though. When you when I and I started thinking about it, the you most unspoken language. Honestly, if you told the one from last week, I might <laughs> laugh. What's the most unspoken language? What sign language? It's it's funny. Like I'm trying really <laughs> hard not to laugh <laughs> right <laughs> that now. Was a giggle. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> what do you call a marathon for pastors? Ooh, I don't know. Rev run. Pretty good. Yeah. That brought a smile to my face. But not a laugh, but a smile. That was pretty good. Alright. Uh, I thought I was I thought I, these were good. These are much better than last week. These yeah, you actually it actually feels like you tried <laughs> this week. Alright, here we go. Here's my last shot. Everybody wish me luck. How do you follow Will Smith in the snow? I don't know. follow his fresh prints boy you know i thought that was gonna be funnier <laughs> than it ended up being I that was good that was a good one but <laughs> i thought it was gonna be funnier than it was delay in the delivery because i had to s- compose myself yeah you <coughs> we gotta you know we need to do, do some work on some delivery all right i mean the only point i got is because you laughed at your own joke so i know Who is the best kung fu vegetable? Hmm. I think I've heard this one, but I can't remember. Broccoli. Hmm. I think you read my website this week. Mine wasn't a website. I think you got your jokes from my source last week. Last week? And this week. Oh, like your wait, hold on. <laughs> Let's let me run through this real quick. <laughs> your excellent jokes this week are from the same source as my jokes this week? No, no, no. My bad jokes from last week. Oh, I got from the same place. You got from the same place this week. I don't know. See, 
maybe my delivery was off, but the jokes were spot on. You had good jokes. They're good jokes. They left something to be desired. I don't know. How do you follow? How you follow Will? You really, you really gotta. You know, I think you need to sort through your funniest joke and put it last. Maybe. That's what I tried to do. Which was my funniest then? Which one did you like the best this week? Which one was the first one again? <laughs> what do you call American B? No, that one wasn't funny at all. No, that <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't think that's funny. That was like warm up funny. Hold on. Your best one was Rev Run. Why was the grape mad at his dad? Why was the grape mad at his dad? Why was the grape mad at his dad? I don't know. Because he wasn't there when he needed raisin. Pretty good. Still not funny. Why did the salad? That's funny. Why did the salad go to the studio? I don't know. To get some beets. Nice. All right. See, well, vegetable jokes are lost. Well, it, it's true. You don't like you don't eat vegetables. That's so true. I hate them. Don't, yeah. I, that's why I finished with broccoli. <laughs> I you I can't believe you didn't like the uh, fastest growing country. I thought that would get you. Yeah. The the response was too long. What's the fastest growing country? Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Ireland. It's always Dublin. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you said Ireland. It's always Dublin. It's always Dublin. You waited too long. You again, we gotta work on your delivery, man. <laughs> Audience, we hey, look, if one of you out there knows how to tell a joke and deliver well, <coughs> we need you to get with Trent, give him lessons. Yeah, so maybe maybe call me up. You know. He had good jokes this week. I did have some good My jokes. My jokes are bad. To be fair. No, I won't say that. I won't make you feel bad. And <laughs> do not touch. Reading do not touch in Braille. That's hilarious. That's funny. But again, the other one was better. The one from last week that you didn't say was better. I know it was, was be- better, but I'm not going to retell the same joke. You should have. I laughed. <laughs> you should have. All right. That's why I need your help, audience. You need to send in some stuff to me because, you know, I got to get I gotta get him. Got to get Philip. What do you call your spouse who snoops through your phone? Peekaboo. <laughs> well, I kind of already knew this one. You already tried. I it know. Out. I told it. You laughed. He laughed at that one before. I didn't think I was gonna tell it, so I told him before we started recording, and he laughed at it. And I should have saved it. Yes. <sighs> Man, wasted joke. Wasted joke. Wasted joke. All right, here we go. <sighs> Moving past the jokes, getting to real life, serious stuff. What we talk about on the Paradox Culture Podcast. We talk about our life. And how our actions and words don't always say the same thing. But we're even moving toward more of as we're shifting to our new brand. Kind of just shifting out of just talking about things that kind of are hypocritical or maybe don't match up. We're talking more about discipleship life and living a life of disciple. (coughs) So one of the things I want to talk about today, something that I've been thinking about I was challenged uh, a couple weeks ago in in a group that I'm in. Uh, we had a guy present. Uh, actually, his he's a pastor. His name is Derwin Gray. Some of you might know who Derwin Gray is. Um, he's a pastor in Charlotte and of Transformation Church, and he's come out with a new book on the Lord's Prayer. So he was speaking to me and a group of pastors and challenging us on our prayer life and how we lead uh, from either a place of 
of being in prayer or, or that we lead from lack of prayer. And that was kind of his challenge, but he kind of walked through some things that were, you know, uh, really insightful for me and just wanted to kind of pass those things along as I get poured into, I want to pour into you, the audience. I want us to keep pushing each other to be more Christ-like. And so, um, you know, Philip, I, I kind of gave you a heads up on the material today, but, you know, one of the questions I want to open up with is before we dive into prayer itself, but talk about why do we pray? Like, what's the why, the why behind it? And um, why do we pray? What What would your answer be to that? Why do we pray? Mm-hmm. I think there's multiple reasons that we pray. Um, before you give me your answer. Yeah. Why don't you give me what you think some of uh, our audience might say or the average mm. believer might say? Um, well, I guess take kind of broad strokes here. I think that a lot of times, I think that's most natural for people to pray when, uh, you know, things are not going the way that they want them to go. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I, I kind of communicate like a quick fix, you know didn't pray beforehand, you know, didn't know if this is really what I was supposed to be doing. And now I've got myself in a predicament <laughs> and I need it right. taken care of. Um, so I'd say that, you know, I think that there's a crisis. I need God to interview. Yeah. I need, I need a quick fix and, uh, I, that'd be awesome if God would do it. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that's, I'd say that's probably the top reason that if we're playing family feud, that's your top. Yeah. That's number one on the board for sure. Um, and I only say that because I think it's most natural for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's most natural for us to want to fix our own problems. And then it's most natural when we can't to request dire emergent emergency help. Right. So I would say it's probably top top okay. reason. Yeah. Um, you know, for I guess what my answer would be, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously this kind of leading into today's episode. You know, I think there's a multitude of reasons we pray. Um, you know, I think one that kind of would be second on the list for everybody and obviously is very important is, is thankfulness, gratitude, Mm -hmm. right? Um, to sit and reflect on who God is, what he's done for us, the love that he has extended, the mercy he's extended to us just to recognize that, um, you know, I would say is, is a big one that, especially in my life, I have to work on. Um, I am... Uh, it is not easy for me to recognize that someone has done something for me, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, that's just, I think in my personality that, mm-hmm. and so to show gratitude, um, I think has been something for me that, that when it comes to prayer life to be something to be mindful of, um, you know, I would say that's, that's one Obviously, God wants us to pray to him when we need something. You know, it's not it's not bad to pray when you need something. It's right. just the spirit and the heart behind it, I think, matters more than I than I think we put into it when we're in those emergency situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I guess that would uh, with I guess without digging too deep in, I guess, today's episode, you know, I would say those are probably some some top ones for myself. Yeah, I think. You know, I agree with you. I think most people 
focus on prayer when they are in crisis um, versus when they're not. Um, and I think that comes a little bit from maybe, I don't want to say misunderstanding prayer, because like, like you just said, it's not like it's bad to ask God for help or God to intervene. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think when it comes to the purpose of prayer, I think our purpose for prayer should be mainly to connect with in relation with God, Mm -hmm. you know, and when I'm asking for stuff or asking for him to intervene in the situation, it's not that I don't have a relationship with him at that moment, but I'm not working on the relationship. Right. Exactly. You know, I'm, I'm begging for something to happen on my behalf, not really seeking God as for who he is. Right. I'm seeking God to do something for me. Right, exactly. God, fix this relationship. Fix this money problem. Fi- well, you know, did yeah. you seek out God's will first? Or is this just right? punch my ticket of the thing that I'm wanting? <coughs> you know, I've heard people say, uh, what is prayer? And some people would say talking to God. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that, you know, we've probably <laughs> been told that our whole life growing up as a, a yeah. kid or a teenager. You know, prayer is just talking to God. Well, I think the the verb there, talking, is it needs to change. Right. It's a big problem. Right. And it, I think we've we it's an oversimplification of what really needs to happen. But I I'm with you. I think we heard that so much as a kid because it's like I don't know. I think feel like it was a way for us to understand it at such a young age. Right. But then there was never any deeper conversation it's about it as we got older. Prayer should be much more weighty. Than us just talking to God. Right, of course. 100%. Yeah. I agree. So I think, um, you know, as I would challenge you as you're listening, as I've been challenged to, like, make prayer more than just talking to God. Pr- prayer, more see prayer as a, a view of, is about, prayer is about you becoming in your relationship with God, if that can make sense. Like, becoming more intimate with God, becoming becoming who he has purposed you to be, who who he desires you to be, becoming um, more in tune with his will, as you said, being more in tune with uh, his holiness, you know, mm-hmm. that it's not just about, uh, I'm just going to show up, tell God a bunch of stuff, and dip out, right? you know, but I'm going to come and I'm going to soak in the presence of God, you know, and that's not usually how prayer works in most people's lives. Right. As you said, most people, it's this drive by, God, I need you right now. Can you fix this? Or can you help me with this? Can you make this happen? You know, right. Uh, versus God, what do you want for me? God, how can I be more like your son, Jesus? How can you know, convict me of the sin that's keeping me from honoring you with my life, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just being in his presence, mm-hmm. listening for the still small voice. I know we can talk about that. People said to me, I've never heard God speak to me in an audible voice. And, <laughs> you know, I understand that. I yeah. Mean, and I don't, I wouldn't say that's, I wouldn't say that I have I I would say that God has spoken, the Holy Spirit has spoken to me in my heart, you know. I know that sounds weird to say out loud, but I, mean, <laughs> I know that yeah. 
that there was a moment where God really, and it was almost audible. The way it came into my soul was almost audible. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. If, if it can make sense that way. Uh, most of the time when I hear God speak, it's not an audible voice. It's not even through the Holy Spirit necessarily just speaking to my heart. It's usually through the Holy Spirit working through the Word of God is how I usually am, feel God's presence in my life and feel God speaking to me. But I feel like that's a, such a missed component of prayer that we've totally missed out on and uh, completely intentionally, unintentionally, whatever, ignored the part of being present mm-hmm. before God, you know. Yeah. Um, being still, like Scripture says in Psalms 46. I think it's verse 10. Be still and know that I'm God. You know, just be in my presence without talking. You know, it's funny, um, and I love this about, I tell stories on this podcast a lot about my kids. You know, you learn a lot about your relationship with God through your own kids. And, you know, my son loves to talk sports with me, um, my youngest son. And sometimes he, like, knows way more about what's going on in different sports. And he'll be telling me about something, and it's something I don't care about. (laughs) 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 You know? Those are the best conversations. And he's just like talking, talking <laughs> like the other day I was trying to, and, and this sounds so horrible. I, I mean, I'm going to say this and you guys are going to send me some back. Some hate, <laughs> I know, but uh, you guys are perfect. Nothing. Y'all don't ever have these thoughts. <laughs> but um, Bear can't talk yet. So, yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching something on the TV, but it was something I w- wanted to hear. There was something being said. Whether it was news, I don't remember exactly, but there was something being said on the TV that I wanted to here and my son is telling me about something about I don't know I can't remember now obviously I didn't really pay that much attention <laughs> and uh, he's trying well, to at least we know you're not lying about this story no I'm not and um, <laughs> and in fact I even told him I said Carson hold on I need to hear this I love you but be quiet yeah pretty much is what I told him <laughs> like hey I need to hear this hold that thought and uh but my point is in bringing that story up is is that I feel like I'm like that with God sometimes. Like I'm just bubble, little God, God, God. I, I need to, you know, mm. I need this God, I need yeah. that God, you know. And I'm the guy that's just I'm not the guy that's like, shut up, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I got something else going on. Yeah, not that I'm a, I'm in distracted by something else. <clears throat> but or <laughs> hold on, you hold on a minute. I need to hear this other prayer. It doesn't. I'm not saying that that's the way he <laughs> works, but. At the same time, I feel like maybe that I'm a lot like that. I'm just babbling, you know. Yeah. In fact, uh, Matthew, and we were going to kind of camp out a little bit here to help us understand because God doesn't like leave us wondering what prayer should look like. Jesus gave us a model of prayer, which is, you know, God in flesh gave us a model of how to pray. Um, Jesus was God, yet he spent time with his God, God the Father, you know. So... In Matthew 6, 7 through 13, you have the Lord's Prayer, and it starts It starts out, you know, first first part of the, actually the first few verses in, um, first six verses in, in Matthew 6 are talking about, don't basically, when you go to pray, don't be like praying on the street corner, you know, for everybody to hear you, make it an intimate time with God, you know, go into, it says go into the closet, get alone with God. Be in a place of focus and concentration. Mm-hmm. 
And then it goes on to say this in verse 7. It says, And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. And then it says pray like, in verse 9, it says pray like this, and then it goes into the Lord's Prayer. But my point in that story and kind of bringing it back to the Scripture is sometimes we feel like we just have to beg God you know, like a kid begging their parents for something. And the, qu- the question I have for you, you know, God, don't you think God knows exactly what you need, when you need it, and how much of it you need, and what needs to be done for you to be, um, I don't want to say successful, but for you to be purposed in his life, like y- y- to meet his purposes. Like he knows what you need. Right. And you don't have to, like, beg him for it. And as it says in verse 7, bring up empty phrases or repetitive phrases over and over again. God God knows what you need. And rest in that. Not to say you shouldn't ask for anything. And you, I'm not saying that in the f- mindset of, don't misunderstand. I'm not saying don't ask for anything. Right. But I'm also saying don't. So just to say the same thing over and over again, <laughs> hoping you get what you want, you know, hoping God answers you. Um, in fact, rest in the fact that God knows exactly what you need and when you need it. That that's the kind of intimate level of relationship you should have God, you know, and that you should be able to trust God with. <coughs> do you find that? What do you find that that why is that so hard for us to do? Why is it so hard for us not to I guess be parrots of prayers? And by parrots mean meaning we just repeat common phrases or we repeat um, I honestly I don't I don't think it's heartfelt. Like I th- I think that maybe we don't mean it. Maybe we don't think anything's going to happen from it. I mean, if you're asking, and what I think you're asking is like, why do I just say things, say things, say things? Yeah, just repeat like, the like same phrase. Like babbling, saying the same stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, same rope prayers. God, right. God help me today. Right. I I don't I don't think that. Not to say that we don't ever mean it, but I think that if we're just going through those motions. Do you really think that God's going to help you today? Because if not, then that would be a reason why maybe the approach is, okay, well, I'm just going to say my prayer. And if God's listening, then maybe something will happen. Right. See, it's almost like you're testing God to see if he's really listening. Well, and I don't even think that it's a conscious testing, right? I don't, like, I, I don't necessarily sit down and go, well, I'm going to babble out my prayer today. And if God's listening, then he'll hear it. And if not, then, you know, let's get this over with. I don't think that in the like consciously I'm thinking that but subconsciously you know I got more important things going on God's never done anything with this before so what's to say today's any different you know I think that we can subconsciously I convince ourselves I feel guilty if I don't ask today <laughs> like, yeah I mean I feel like I, I I'm not holding my end of the bargain if I don't say this today I think that some people it's just habit you know they've done it for so long 
you know, you think about the people that when you eat with them, they say the same thing every time they pray. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, do you mean all that you're saying? Or are you just like, you're so ingrained in saying that, that that's just what you say now. And it doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I, you know, it's like when you say, I love you to, s- to the same person over and over again, do you deep down with all your heart mean it every time you say it? Or do you love that person? But are not thinking about it in that moment and you're just saying it right. You know, it's the way that you get off the phone with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that. Amy don't, uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, th- I think that there's a lot that goes into maybe why we do that. Um, you know, there's, I mean, obviously I think that there's people out there that probably say the same thing that mean it, you know, or they truly, I mean, well, I think, you know, to your point, I mean, there's things like, and I hope I'm not trying to. Uh, I'm trying to be careful of how this comes across today, of course. because I don't want people to think, well, if the I, way you pray is terrible. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't want it to come across that right. way, and I don't want you, the audience, to think, well, if I pray for something on a daily basis, right, that I'm just being repetitive. Right. I, I think that with a lot of the things that we go through on this podcast, what is the heart behind it? is a big and i mean you hear uh, they hear from us a lot and i know i'm probably the one that brings it up the most but it really matters it really does and i think that i think that t- to not think about that i think is where we end up in this repetitive motion you know and even like what we're talking about matthew chapter six the lord's prayer like could you pray this verbatim yes absolutely <laughs> is that necessarily what god's looking for i guess if you mean it sure but can you you know, can you pray these this prayer in a way that is more personal? One thousand percent. Yeah, I was listening to uh, I was talking to our men's group last week, and we we're kind of talking through this too. And we we're talking about the Lord's Prayer, and I played on sports teams, and one of the things that we did before the games was we quoted the Lord's Prayer. Of course, yeah. And it really was a bunch of guys mumbling their way through the Lord's Prayer because half of them couldn't remember the words. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody could remember our Father. And it start our Father. And then we go, and then get to the end forever. Amen. And everybody get pumped up and go out the field, right? So, like, in that moment, they weren't praying to God. Sure. Well, I mean, even in that case, and I, I'm just going to ask it, like, what does the Lord's Prayer have to do with a football game? nothing right exactly i'm just like that doesn't even make any sense like you could have picked so many other verses if you were just going to take things like that and just do that like you know i guess <laughs> forgiving our forgive our debts as we forgive <laughs> those who trespass against us you know maybe uh, but you know what i'm saying of course no i but know exactly where you're that going just somebody started a tradition Absolutely. and we just started doing it right 100 percent. i've even led that prayer before you know yeah um, <coughs> but I stopped doing that because I felt like <laughs> teaching kids, like I used to coach, uh, rec league football and probably one of the first years I coached, we did that the second year. I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to actually pray. Right. Like I'm going to pray over these kids. Yeah. Like we're going to legit pray for you, for your safety, Yeah, you know, for right. the goals and the things that you guys want to achieve tonight that it, that that would, you know. Whatever. Right. Like a legit prayer versus just mumbling through something that they barely know. Right. I'm not saying that as a pat on the back. I'm just saying it, it just got to a point where I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not perpetuating this. 
meaningless, as verse 7 says, babble like the Gentiles do with no intent, you know, because they would go into these temples of false gods and just repeatedly pray same things because they didn't, to your point was, they were testing to see if their God was real. Right. You right. know? Of course. Um. So, anyway, so Jesus here says, pray like this, and... He quotes the Old Testament in our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, many of you guys know this verse and you've studied this passage probably and heard many messages on it, but just breaking it down, like what does it mean? Prayer become prayer is about becoming more like Jesus and being more in line with the heart of God. So if that's true, I start my prayer off talking to God who is in heaven, understanding his position above me, his position of his, that he is holy, <coughs> excuse me, and I am not, and I'm coming in a in a posture of humbleness. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I believe that this first part of this verse means, is that I'm approaching God in a humility, understanding my position as his creation, but also uh, that he is a holy and perfect God, and I am not. And then verse 10 says, secondly, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, this this has always been intriguing to me because this solely is talk like when you think about his will being done in earth uh, on earth as it is in heaven. Well, he- God's will is done. How else to say this? So you can tell this podcast is not rehearsed because I don't always say things <laughs> as smoothly as I want to say. Um, kind of like, like God's will is going to be done. Like God's will will never be thwarted by the schemes of the devil or our misactions. Right. Like God's will will ultimately always be done because mm-hmm. he is sovereign and perfect and holy and, you know, the creator of all living things and I don't see us curbing what he wants done. Yeah, and I, I, I must. Yeah, I mostly see verse ten as like a reminder to ourselves. Mm, yeah, yeah. Like it's not like we're praying, God, your will has to come through. Right. It's really praying. Let me step out of the way. I really think it's like God. Let me be a part of it. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. hey, I'm on Earth, and I want my your will to be done through me. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see this. That's a, yeah, that's a better way to put it than what I'm saying. Not like, hey, I hope your will's done. No. Yeah, yeah. Let me be a part of what you're doing here on earth. And make, even to the point of almost making my interactions with people, uh, this might be taking this a little far, but like heavenly, <laughs> you know, like making people that I come in contact with feel like they have been with someone who knows God, who's changed by God, you know? Right. I don't know. That's kind of how I see this verse. I think some people mix it up like, yeah, God, you're, you know, praying that your will gets done, not praying that I'm a part of your will, Mm -hmm. you know, that I'm, I won't say the solution, but I'm carrying out your kingdom I'm advancing your kingdom here on earth is yeah. the way I see this verse. Number 11, verse 11, 
It says, give us this day our daily bread. Now, I heard Francis Chan say this once, and it got me really thinking. Because if we were <laughs> really honest, we would not want to pray this prayer. Think about this. This is saying, give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need. Mm-hmm. The only thing I need is the small provision for this daily, this day. Right. Like, what does it really look like? Mm-hmm. Daily bread. What does that really mean? Mm-hmm. It's not what you really want. Yeah, I want to make $5,000 a day. <laughs> that's not what a, That's not what this verse is meaning. What, what is the daily thing that I need? Really? What is it? And to me, if you boil it down, the daily thing I need to be have is the the holy power of the holy spirit working through me but Mm -hmm. i really think this is not just talking about spiritual need i think this is talking about physical as well like you know give me the provision i need to survive food water Mm -hmm. shelter (laughs) you know think of it and when i think about this verse, i think about all of my mission trips that i have been on across the world and when some of my fr- Christian friends or some of my fellow brothers and sisters that live in different parts of the world, this verse has a whole different meaning than oh, yeah. f- what we pray in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, some of them are really asking, "Hey, God, please provide food for my family today." <laughs> yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not going home to a pantry full of whatever they want. Yeah, they don't get stopped by McDonald's on the way home. You know, mm-hmm. so to open that thought up in your mind, and I want to bring this to your attention as our audience, and as I say it, you know, even convicting myself, like, what is that? Mi- what does this mean? How do I apply this to my life? What am I asking God to do? So, number one, I think you're asking. We're asking God. God, give me the daily strength to live as your ambassador, as your your child to advance your kingdom, but also the basics of provision. Right. Yeah. But that's a humbling prayer to pray because it's far from what we really need. Yeah, I mean, in that context, I mean, I think that a lot of people look at give us this day our daily bread is like, I'm going to ask for what I want. Like you said, like that's not really what this is saying. Right. In that. Which is funny because I feel like that's always the, in the context that I'm talking about. That's the easiest verse to pray. <laughs> you know, I'm s- like in opposition to what you're saying of, hey, this is the hardest part of this verse. Yeah, like you're like for us as people, I, I would I- for I think for most people, this is probably the easiest one because it's like, hey, give me like this is what I need. Yeah. It's interesting. Let's go into what I said before. God already knows that. Right, of course. Yeah. He absolutely. already knows what that daily bread is. Right. Absolutely. <coughs> and then verse 12. Forgive us of our debts. I use the ESV version. Your uh in years might say, forgive us of our trans aggressions, you know. Our debts, our sin is debt. Our sin is credited against us, right? So forgive us of those sins that that break and, and separate us from our pursuit of godliness. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to say, I mean, hear me clear, audience. I'm not saying that our sin, if if we're saved, our sin can separate us from God. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it breaks our fellowship with God. And not really him pursuing us, but us pursuing him. So, um, so forgive us of that. You know, seeking out, and this is where this is where I think there's a lo- there should be a longer pause in your prayer. Because I know me. I I can name the the obvious things that are, are ungodly in my life, but do I spend time seeking out those um what we would call acceptable sins. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just those little things that are in your life, pridefulness, stuff that, you know, mary arrogance, maybe rudeness when you shouldn't have been. Oh yeah, there's all sorts of things that are just Philip's personality that are like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good though. But we all feel that way. Like, oh, yeah. this is who I am. Right. I think that's the sneaky part of like that's just how I was raised. That's just, you know, like Okay, but that's the problem. Take it or leave it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you don't like me for who I am, it's like, well, God you nev- shouldn't like you for who you are either. Like, there's a lot of things. Yeah, God never, <laughs> Jesus didn't save us to keep us who we are. Right. Um. So forgive us of our deaths. I just encourage you, audience, to, as you're praying and that this like I say, this this prayer, many of you, this is not ro- this is not rocket science. This is not something that maybe you have never heard before. But just like I'm just imploring you and myself along with you to th- this is the moment. Verse 12. Mm-hmm. S- be still. God, reveal in me the anything that is against you. And let the Holy Spirit point out those things. Mm hmm. Because they will come to your mind. If you sit still enough. Oh, yeah. It, it's, uh, I hate this part. <laughs> I hate this part of the prayer time. Oh, yeah. Well, a mentor of mine used to tell me, like, you don't need to tell me what I do wrong or what's wrong with me. I know. Trust me. I know. I know what I'm insufficient at. I know what I don't succeed at. I know my failures. I know my weaknesses. Like, I don't need someone to sit me down and tell me those things. Like, I'm well aware. And I'm well aware of my shortcomings spiritually as well but you're right sometimes we gotta sit down just be like everything else out of my head for a minute and i just need to unload Mm -hmm. and i think it's a very um but i think even too not to discount what you're saying but i i think sometimes people just aren't aware yeah i mean i yeah i think you know i mean like maybe they're I think maybe they're unaware to the idea that they need to really take like you said acceptable sin like i think they're I think they're lifting up those big things, and as they should, right? Mm-hmm. We all should. It's all sin still. But it, you're, to your point, like they're unaware of the things that they've s- decided are okay to just keep having. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but if I sit down long, like I know, like I know I'm, I know I'm a prideful person, and I joke about it, and I, I joke about it with our groups. I tell them, like, look, like you're gonna have a hard time telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> And, you know, and I and we joke about it, we laugh, but, you know, I go home and I'm like, I need to stop being like that. Like, I, I hate that I am like that. I hate it. Mm-hmm. But in the moment, like, I, I can't help myself. I'm just like, Ugh. it's <laughs> kind of like that. The attitude doesn't want to take that drink or do whatever. 
Right, exactly. And that's where I'm saying I think that we're all aware of it. I just think that it's not always to your to, again to your point now is it's not always the thing we're thinking we need to ask forgiveness of. Right. That's you know? what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Not something that we're saying, oh, I need to get this out of my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hundred percent agree. So and then it says, uh, forgive us as a, of our debts. Forgive us our debts as we forgive also forgive our debtors or people that sin against us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's another hard thing. Hard to do. thing. Ooh. Like, you know, somebody does you wrong, you know, and then the axiom, well, do me wrong once, shame on you. Right. Do you do me wrong twice, shame on me for letting you do that. Right. You know, well, the point is, Scripture doesn't say that. <laughs> right. Scripture yeah. says they, they sinned against you once, forgive them. They sinned against you twice, forgive them. Right. They sinned against you 77 times, 77 times, 700 times. Forgive them, yep. you know? Yeah. And that's tough. Oh, I think it's harder than the first part of verse 12. Yeah. I mean, personally. Because we, wanna, we oh. want God to take care of everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, man. It's I mean, it's easy to be bitter. It's easy to hold a grudge. It's It's easy to, like, want to get back at somebody. Like, it's just so easy to hang on to those things. But I think that isn't that funny how that's connected though. Oh oh oh, it's because hilarious. It's like hilarious. <laughs> now because I'm mad at you, or because I'm holding bitterness towards you, now I'm sinning. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Because I didn't f- complete the process. Yeah. And and I mean that's the hard part too is because like we just talked about, it's hard to recognize in some situations. It's easy to recognize in others. Like, do I know I'm being bitter when I'm being bitter? Yes. Do I know I'm holding a grudge when I'm holding a grudge? Yes. Should I not do those things? I know that, but I'm going to. But they did blah, blah, blah. Right. And in my <laughs> stubbornness and in my pride, which are also sins, right. but in me doing those things, you know, I am living in an adverse reality to what this is telling me to do of like, hey, but you need to let that go. Because that's now you're in improper fellowship with uh, potentially another brother or sister in Christ. But more importantly, right now you're also in sin, which is now taking you driving something between you and God. Mm-hmm. It's a funny, funny place. Well, and I'll, I'll bring this out. I was going to save this for later, but I think it's appropriate to put it here. Because what is the old what what does the scripture say? about those who love God. <coughs> well, <coughs> let me rephrase that. What does scripture say about believers that others will know about believers? They will know us because of our <coughs> love. Love. Right. Right? Yeah. So we can't forgive them <laughs> and they will never know us for our love. Right. Right. They will never know we're followers of Christ. I mean, I mean, that's hyperbole. But. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're living in opposition to what it is, like, this is what sets you apart. And when you don't do those things, you are not set apart. Mm-hmm. Like, you just look like everybody else. What's the, like, you know, what's the difference? And and all through Scripture, we see that God wants us to appear different to the rest of the world. All through Scripture. Right. Starts back in our favorite. I mean, it starts back all the way. But, you know favorite verse for everybody out there leviticus 19 right i mean like that's the beginning of being set apart 
that we can all notice and recognize. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it happens before that, but that's the one everybody goes to because the favorite things people shouldn't do is in there. <laughs> is it 19, 9, or 9? I don't know. Quote it, what you're saying. I'm talking about when the when God tells um, the Israelites not to um, eat red meat. Oh, yeah. Is that 19? I Pop quiz, Bible trivia, both of us are failing. Well, okay. Well, I was saying 19. Just read lo- the whole book of Le- I'm Le- I'm Leviticus. I'm positive it's 19. You were, <laughs> you were looking at me funny, and I was well, like. I was trying to understand where you were like, what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I just picked that one because that's everyone's favorite like places to Don't to eat red to. meat. Yeah, don't yeah. eat red meat. Like, don't, don't have get, long hair. Don't get tattoos. It's yeah. really the tattoos what I was talking about. Ooh. Don't do it. Some of us have broken that forever. Or should you? Oh, we don't know. We should talk about that one day. We should talk about that one day. Um, <laughs> some of you already know, um, but forgiving us, forgiving others, sets us apart because love sets right. us apart. Absolutely, and we can't love without forgiveness. Right. And I don't mean I guess, I, and I gotta put this little. I feel like I gotta do this disclaimer every time we talk about this, and that's like. Well, because I can hear the voices saying, <laughs> well, you don't know, and you didn't know what they did to me, and, oh, you yeah. know, all this stuff. And, you know, I can forgive somebody without trusting them. Forgive, but don't forget. Stuff like that. You know, I guess uh, you know, those that are new to the podcast, my heart behind this is like, yes, I know there's many of you probably have gone through horrible experiences. Right. But in forgiveness is freedom, and I want you to have freedom from the chains of bondage to what happened to you. <coughs> and yes, forgiveness and trust are not equal. <laughs> you don't have to I'm not saying forgive everything and trust everybody like you know, but forgive. Love. And then the last one, last part. We we talked a lot, so I've got to wrap this up, but um and I hope this has been challenging and causes you to think and wrestle. Uh that's my our hope. Um and whole goal of doing this podcast is to help you think and wrestle through the things of God. So in verse 13, <coughs> it says, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. A lot of people read this verse and, you know, don't really think anything of it on his face. It's like, well, why would God, why am I asking God not to lead me into temptation? That seems like a weird request. Right. Like, why would God lead me? Why? Why would God even lead me that way? You know, really, it's not you're not asking God not to lead you into temptation because God does not tempt you toward evil. Right. But you live in an evil fallen world. And so you're asking God that your feet, that your personality will not lead you into temptation to sin against him. Mm-hmm. But deliver us from the evil. And I think what episode was it? Was it recently? Was it last week? I can't remember. We talked about like our battle being not against flesh and blood. Or was this a different conversation I was having? I thought we had it on one of our episodes. Yeah, I think we did. I don't know which one. <laughs> I put you on the spot. That's my pop quiz. I failed. Um, but <laughs> I feel like we're talking about, you know, we focus sometimes on the f- things that we seen and see and not the things that are un- unseen and deliver us from the evil that's unseen. Like, God, save us from the schemes of the devil. Like, s- the the as first Peter says is, you know, Satan's crouching about like a roar and lying, ready to pounce and attack, you know, and that's real. And we got to understand that that 
evil is real and it exists and through God we can conquer it it we can b- be delivered from it mm-hmm. so that's the just a little breakdown of the Lord's Prayer you know something yeah. you may have heard a hundred times maybe you said it like I did a gazillion times and never really paused to think about it but as we think about prayer this is Jesus's model this is like hey pray like this Jesus is telling the disciples pray like this <coughs> So if we followed this model, would really spend some time in the presence of the Lord, <clears throat> would really pause and take a refuge and solace in being in his presence. Um, so I just want to encourage you as our audience, try it. Um, you know, ever since I was heard uh, Derwin Gray talk about his book he wrote, mm-hmm. Our, I think his book's entitled Our Father, um, but it's based on this whole prayer it's it's a great read i'm sure i haven't read it yet but just listening to him describe the book it seems like an amazing read on this so if you're a reader grab it audiobook whatever you need to do to be challenged even deeper and you know one of the things he talked about and i'm like i'm gonna start doing that i like that practice he's like you know hey that's another thing i think sometimes we, we we do need to have set times of focus and prayer but the scriptures also talk about don't pray without ceasing, right? That we continually pray throughout our day. So I want to encourage you to do that. But like I start my prayer, my day out saying this prayer. Um, and what it does, it just like flips the switch <coughs> for me, flips that switch of being continual prayer. Like mm-hmm. it, it like is the kickstart to that. Um, and so when I quote this, I don't quote it out of roteness and just unthoughtful quoting, but I'm thinking about it, you know. Um, symbolically, uh, this may be too TMI, but, you know, when I'm in the shower, taking my shower, morning shower, I start quoting this verse. And I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm physically cleaning my body, but I'm also spiritually cleaning my soul, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, anyway, just a little encouragement. Hopefully... This episode has challenged you to think better and differently about prayer than just you talking to God, but making it so much more about you being in the presence of a holy God who loves and cares about you and wants to be in relation with you. So um, hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it's challenged you. Um, So, Philip, what can uh, they do? What do we need them to do? Yeah, we'd love if you guys would like, comment, share uh, the podcast. Um, you can do any of that through Instagram. Send the link from the podcast to maybe one of your friends that you know would maybe enjoy listening to this. Um, we would really appreciate that, and hopefully um, the people you send it to would get something out of it. Yeah, hopefully. That's that's our hope. That's our goal. Um, and then if uh, they don't like the podcast, what do they need to do? Pray about it. Pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know, uh, I'm going to change my tagline a little bit here, you know, because I'm going to actually modify a tagline. And I'm going to test it out. This is a test run, so if you don't like it, come back and let me know. Test run. So I've been uh, – I'm recently we, we've gotten the Peloton, and so every time I ride – the Peloton, you know, I'm following this class and every instructor has their little tagline at the end of their little class. And one of the guys says, uh, be good, have a great day and be good. 
And then he follows it up and says, but if you can't be good, be safe. Mm. So I'm going to try this one. I'm gonna Here we go. It. This is about to be super Jesus-y. <laughs> Here we go. It is. It's I'm just total. preparing y'all now. Here we go. It is. This is so if you dad slash student pastor. Yes, total. Corn. Here yep. we go. I don't mean now to shoot you, you now down Now you already. set it up so good. They're <laughs> going to be like, that was really good. That wasn't that bad. <laughs> so here it is. If you can't be holy, be repentant. <laughs> Have a great day. We love you. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode of Paradox Culture Podcast. <laughs>